The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Uh, Sean is uh, going to be joining us in a little bit. And I'm hoping that next week uh, we get a chance uh, to talk to Sean a little more about the announcement uh, earlier this week from DJI. Now, DJI, the makers of some really great drones over the years and gimbals, have put together their new DJI Mini Pro 3, which... um, it's just amazing when you look at what you got with the DJI Pro 2. The DJI Pro 2 drone was neat. Uh, the quality of the graphics was still good, but they've introduced not only a 4K 60 frames per second video on this, but also some new features that are a part of it that will allow the drone to fly between elements uh, where it does the avoidance system. It has that built in, but they've got a new controller. Now, if you want to get just the drone, you can get it for under 700 bucks. But if you want to get the controller as well, it is pretty amazing. It has some new features that are built into it. And uh, again, if you want to take a look at some of the footage that was captured, check out our blog. We've got it there for you. Blog.techtalkradio.com. You'll find it all there. And I do know that the uh, DJI uh, Pro 3 will be shipping towards the end of the month. We're hoping we're able to get our hands on one so we can do a a demonstration of the unit as well. But again, looks pretty amazing stuff. Also, when I did my Fox segment earlier, when I did my Fox 11 segment earlier this week, um, Andrew asked me about streaming. And now with streaming services changing, CNN is gone. It's done. You know, they tried to do a launch of that and was wondering, you know, is that kind of the the nod that um, streaming services are going away. And we'll cover more of this next week, but no, it's not. Uh, There's even more services coming online. Uh, There's services like GAC that are going to be around. So we'll cover more of that in next week's show. But this week has been kind of crazy for so many things when it comes to the world of technology. Look at everything else going on. The price of this is going up and the cost of gas is going up. We got the situation in the Ukraine. This morning, I was working and I thought, we ought to be talking a little bit about crypto. Yeah. And it's funny because Justin sent me a note just before the show. And it was like, dude, I've been thinking about this all day that we should probably focus a little on it. Now, before we get started, we got to say it because it involves a, a crypto and it involves some kind of, a, you know, an investment on some people. We are not in advisors. We're not experts. We're people that we, we've dabbled in it. We're not telling you to do it. So please, this is uh, for for entertainment purposes, but there's a lot to learn here. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. I wouldn't I wouldn't say just entertainment purpose. I say informational, but yes. But with that being said, now normally, as you've listened to Tech Talk Radio in the past, we interviewed Joe Blackburn, who's a, is the founder and, and and a very big contributor to both Crypto Coin Trader, uh, which is a Facebook group, and also Tech Talk Radio. We've had him on many many times, but tonight. We're going to go the exact opposite. And we're going to bring in Joe's counterpart, who's also a <laughs> moderator of Crypto Coin Trader, O'Neill. Now, I'm sorry, O'Neill, can you pronounce your last name for me? Uh, my last name is Lantigua. Lantigua. I, I could have okay. done that, Justin. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's try that again. It's it's good to have you, O'Neill. Thank you, man, for coming on the show. <laughs> no, thank yeah, you, now guys. O'Neill, you're on on Crypto Coin Trader. You're kind of known as well, I get people call you the Bear Moon. Now, I guess yeah. if if you're if you're into crypto trading or whatever, 
you understand the concepts of bull market versus bear market. A bull market is when the stocks are going up. A bear market is when the stocks are going down. And you're known as the exact opposite of Joe because you're always talking about things going down. And so therefore people, you know, you've, you've referred to yourself as the bear moon and the bear moon has spoken and all this. And so you catch a lot of flack on the crypto coin trader group, but I would like to give you a chance to let people understand you. Where, where do you come from? Why do you believe in the things that you believe in? Oh, thank you guys. Um, when it comes to my beliefs, uh, especially for the crypto space, I've always, in all topics, I've been to, to question everything. Why is there so much popularity on certain things? Why is there so many negativities? So for me, I've always, always been um, in a position to always favor the the, the unpopular opinion. What people okay. don't the want devil's advocate, say. yeah. Exactly, the the devil's advocate. So for for me, I like to mostly I, I I get more to engage my audience to pretty much highlight those things so they don't turn the blind eye. You know, mm. to put emphasis on it because you know, unfortunately, when you know when everything is in a bull market, people tend to just only think of mm -hmm. up and they don't think about the the, the opposite consequence. I, I always like to be that that subconscious reminder, you know, for people. Being that said, you have talked multiple times about about Bitcoin and how Bitcoin, for lack of better terms, it, it, Bitcoin is going to die. And, and that, that, that alone, <laughs> <Man. just> <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of, because like, uh, you know, hear me out. You, you've talked about how Bitcoin is, is not going to last. And, and for, for a lot of reasons that scares people. Yeah. Because they've invested into Bitcoin. They bought their money into Bitcoin and they might be people that have just joined this massive group, Crypto Coin Trader, on on Facebook. I mean, what your guys are up to like two hundred thousand some members, and you get these new people that are joining this group, and then you come along and you talk about how Bitcoin's going to die and and it's going to be you know something else going to take over. Can you kind of describe a little bit about why you think negatively about Bitcoin? Well, for me, I can't honestly say that. Yes, I come off. Pretty aggressively with that stance of Bitcoin not lasting uh, forever. You know, my thing is, I I personally believe that that over time, first generation um, systems like, for example, Bitcoin itself, is is something that is more experimental in the early phases of the space. That's going to eventually introduce other things that are more practical to to replace that. So I try to also take the stance of educating people as much as I can and introducing them to other projects that, you know, has that potential to, you know, to stand out as a, as a contender to eventually replace Bitcoin. Think about it, O'Neill. I mean, since Bitcoin, you know, first appeared and people were kind of, you know, rumoring and whispering about this thing called cryptocurrency, you look at where we're at now with all <laughs> the different digital options that people have, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. And one of those could be a gigantic win someday for somebody, uh, the big investment of their life. But if they're only looking at Bitcoin, you make a really good point. They're not seeing every opportunity that exists in the world. Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, I've been in this space for, for, for many years and, you know, from my experience seeing how, especially Twitter being a perfect example of a uh, cult-like hype kind of train and, you know, get on the wagon with this kind of stuff. It, it, it becomes cluttered with, with so much sometimes misinformation and, and misleading people into sometimes falling into scams. But on the other side, like for example, being in the, in the proper communities where people actually care, and filter out that kind of misinformation. There is like to give people, hey, look, 
you're not going to get that 5,000% return, 20,000% return with Bitcoin in the beginning, but there's a chance that you could do it with something else. I, I personally, I remember when Solana was was listed on the FTX uh, exchange for, for, I think it was probably $2 or maybe even less. Right. And all of a sudden it jumped up over to $250 or, or even more, if I recall uh, correctly. Like that That is insane. But, you know, what I'm also trying to say with people that there are phases to the cycle. And the thing is that with Bitcoin, if people are jumping in right now in this training and with the conception that, you know what, every cycle, every four years after the happening, Bitcoin is going to do this 10,000% return. It's not realistic because you got to account for market cap. I mean, Bitcoin mm -hmm. was the first of its kind to be over a trillion dollars. Mm. If you compare in stocks. The, the biggest company right now, I think, is uh, Apple with over $2 trillion. Yeah. And for it to continue quadrupling, it's going to take more and more trillions for that value to continue going up like that. So you got to be realistic and say, where's the money going to come from? What you're saying is, if you're going to invest in Bitcoin, you know, that's probably the most stable of things out there. But when you're, when you're talking about all these other opportunities, which some of these opportunities are are very good and very lucrative, and others are just kind of fly-by-night coins that are going to dump and and then you're going to lose your money. You're what you're what you're what you're referencing is here is you got a better opportunity to possibly make more money if you do your research and get into the right alternate coins which in the crypto space we call them altcoins as you know rather rather than bitcoin because you think that bitcoin is getting a little too dated. It's a little bit older technology. It's not as fast. It doesn't have as many applications anymore. But no. if you try to get into things like Solana or Avalanche or Atom or anything like that, that's that's popping off right now. Well, not right now. Everything's kind of down right now. But but you get know what I'm saying is, but you're gonna you're gonna be taking a bigger risk on those because they haven't been established. Is that correct? Correct. They're still they're still relatively new to the space. How, you, how do you respond though? The people that have Got ahead and got in the right time. They've held, stayed the course. You know, it's it's like Phil Collins made up the word Susu Studio. You know, crypto has created the word hodl. Yeah, you I mean, had to bring in the word. You had to bring in Phil Collins into this, didn't you? Yeah, they were, I had a challenge to use that word in the show. <laughs> I knew you. I knew you did. I knew <laughs> no, you did it. But it, but seriously though, the hodl is that still important? And how does you know other than visiting Crypto Coin Trader and and trying to weed through some of this stuff, how does somebody know when is the right time to say, dump it? This is what I, I try from a technical um, standpoint, is that I, I try to have people rethink what actually is a bear market. People think, you know, it's panic fear, when in fact, it's really the greatest opportunity for you to scoop everything that you can even if you have to close your, to close your eyes. Yeah. Because then, once the bull market comes back, that's when you're going to make life-changing gains. Uh, and that's kind of what we might be going through right now? Yes. And, and uh, you know, I, I say right now that, you know, I, I think moments ago we were just below, slightly below $30,000. Yeah. I'm calling it right now. We're going to go a lot lower, way lower than really? $29,000. You're thinking in the 20s? You, like, you're thinking, of, you're thinking 20 straight up, right? I'm thinking, I'm, I, I'll put it to you this way. I would say we will temporarily likely have wick below Twenty thousand dollars temporarily, Ooh. and they close above twenty. Yeah, wow. That is the opportunity for somebody that might want to say, "Okay, let's go." Yeah, Absolutely. now's the time to get in. And I've emphasized this on my post that you know, if that happens, just close your eyes and just buy. 
Yeah. Not just now, Bitcoin, any other altcoin. I want to say this real quick about you, O'Neill, because I've been involved with Crypto Coin Trader for a long time. And you, my friend, are the exact opposite of the other Blackburn that was <laughs> that was once a part of Crypto Coin Trader by the name of Todd Blackburn. Now it's no relation to Joe Blackburn, the founder of Crypto yeah. Coin Trader. But but what I love about the two of you is that Todd always said Bitcoin is king. Everything else is nothing. Yeah. It's the bad word coin, the the poo coin, if you will. <laughs> oh, you um, really had to really stretch that out. <laughs> I, I really had to stretch it out. I really needed to make this radio. Like I'm friendly. still waiting for my Shiba to go up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 you you are on the exact opposite. You're you're telling people that hey, Bitcoin is not king anymore. It's going to be these other projects that are out there that can potentially, you know, I guess, be the next Bitcoin, I guess, if you will. Well, absolutely. Because, I mean, people need to account for Bitcoin. Its main purpose is to be used as a as a peer-to-peer as a -peer, uh, uh, currency. But mm -hmm. now, you know, let's also take that argument that what Todd Blackburn said regarding Bitcoin is king, uh, being king. Can we honestly say that now about Ethereum? Can yeah, we say that no. about Binance? Yeah. Binance. Yeah. You're, you're right. I can't argue with that. You're, you're very right. I mean, times have changed. All right, um, O'Neill, I got to ask, is there something, be because you, you do this in a, in a serious but kind of a light way, uh, when, you know, you just kind of say, hey, what are you thinking? Is there something though that that kind of irritates you when you get uh, you get into a chat and you see some of the things that are people people are saying? Is there some one thing that really kind of just irks you that says, "Come on, open your eyes." Ah, uh, yes. It mainly irritates me when I see new retail investors getting uh, getting involved in the space and having not the most minimal understanding of technical analysis, of understanding what is a bull, what is a bear market, what are trend lines, even Fibonacci. All those things, they play overall a huge factor. The market itself is psychological, and you have to be able to understand and identify those patterns when they're, when they're playing a huge part, especially yeah. right now with what's taking place. The research isn't just about looking at where it stands today and where it was yesterday. It's looking a lot deeper of, of the possibilities and how how it's being done, correct? Absolutely. See, I was right so, about something. <laughs> I, I know, right? So, so there's some people that, that do, uh, you know, technical analysis on Crypto Coin Trader. Can you name off one of your favorite people? Uh, you know, no, no, no. Put him on the spot. I don't want to, I'm putting you on the spot here. But some people in the crypto coin trader do some amazing technical analysis that you just mentioned. Can you name off maybe just one or two people that you like what they do? You you kind of like the direction they're heading with their analysis of what's happening. Uh, I definitely want to give a shout out and a lot of credit to Tim Pace in the CCT community. Oh, yeah. Tim yeah. is great. Tim is great. I actually subscribed to uh, Tim's course. Very great content he has there. <laughs> now, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, in, my, in my journey of uh, crypto, uh, when I, especially in, uh, when I started, one of the few YouTube pages that I really gave me a better understanding, understanding the cycles of crypto. And I think the key reason for that is because of how simple this guy uh, was uh, with, with his approach was a uh, crypto crew university. Now I'm not saying to buy a sports because believe it or not, he has so much content that is free that that alone is enough to give you a huge 
advantage, you know, compared to people nice. that are starting that have no premise uh, of technical analysis. O'Neill, we see a lot of the media, CNN, Fox, all of them want to jump on and, and talk about this. They want to talk about this digital currency. And they they it seems like a lot of them kind of grab from the, the current trend, like, oh, it's trending down. Bitcoin is trending down. Um, is, is there a way to educate the media so that they can accurately report on, on well, what is going on in the do what we're doing digital right now. world. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we got to, yeah, do what we're doing right now. Well, yeah, I, I mean, one thing I could definitely say that people should always do, do the opposite of whatever CNBC tells you. That's for sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you're going to make Kramer mad. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Jim Kramer. Do yes. the opposite. <laughs> That's funny. That's oh, good. man. Uh, well, this is cool. Uh, so you're seeing, you're basically seeing that this is going to maybe keep going in the trend that it's going. We could eventually maybe see some pops. How does somebody learn more about this? My suggestion would be to honestly just get involved in the, in the community. Speak with the moderators at the uh, admin. There is so much free resource out there that you don't have to go to these scammy websites to learn mm -hmm. about what crypto is. Yeah. You know, avoid that. I, I never had to do any of that. I, I, a lot of my stuff that I, that I know today is self-taught. Well, also, there is the Crypto Coin Trader group on Facebook. If you happen to be on Facebook, you can join that group on Facebook. Now, the, the one thing I have to say, though, is it's, it's gotten a lot better recently because maybe because they made you a mod a moderator, uh, O'Neill, maybe not. I don't know, but it used to be that it was kind of uh, well, more one-sided. It was, it was, it was well, it was kind of one. Yeah, it was kind of one-sided. But also, people would go in there and they would ask honest questions, and they would get made fun of <laughs> uh, because people that were had more experience were like, "Oh, look at this noob in here!" You they'd know, be heckled. Asking, yeah. yeah, they'd be heckled about it. But it's gotten a lot better now, where people haven't been doing that. So I would say that. If you're new to the crypto space or you're just interested in crypto, you know, Crypto Coin Trader on Facebook is is one of the, if not the best resource for social media when it comes to uh, the crypto sphere. Crypto sphere? Do you make that up? Uh, no, <laughs> I I didn't. Wait, did I just did I just make up? I think you just did. Susu Studio, me. Oh wow, O'Neill. So uh, what 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 really excites you still though about this digital crypto world or crypto sphere? What 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 kind of still pushes you to say wake up in the morning? And go, you know, this could be a good day. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I grew up being a you know a tech guy and. I've always had a passion for this, you know, and it's something that just naturally gravitates to me. Yeah. So every mm. day I always take a chance to like, you know what, let me just look into this and, you know, how can I relate this to that and probably, you know, bring it up to the community just so I can hear the feedback. So the engagement of that is, is enough incentive for me to keep pushing. I would like to add one more thing though, yes. regarding okay. the market. One thing I got to say to to everybody that's listening to this is that until the Federal Reserve doesn't stop um, increasing the basis points, do not expect any time soon for the market to do a, uh, to to do a reversal. Don't expect mm -hmm. that 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 um how they called it back in 2020 that uh, K recovery I think mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. what it was for COVID. So you know I always say this, and what it has been handed down to me in my early days, 
it doesn't matter if it's Michael Saylor, Elon Musk, or Bezos. When it comes to the Federal Reserve, never bet against the Fed when it comes to mm-hmm. the markets. You never do. Okay. You're going to come out losing. Well, great stuff once again, and great closing uh, closing part there. O'Neil. Thank you, Anil. Yeah. We do appreciate Thank you it. so much. Oh, no problem, guys. Thank you for having me on the show. Very cool. We're going to take a quick break. Sean is standing by. We're going to talk with him coming up. I'm Justin Lemmy, and you can find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. All right, people, break out your notebooks and pencils and slide rules. You're listening to Tech Talk Radio with true geeks. And by the way, I'm Dee Snyder, and I'm a geek, too. So one of the things I finally finished, I finally hooked up the computer that I had built. Back in November. Oh, oh ba- finally. Back in November. Finally. <laughs> finally. The only thing I haven't done yet is installed. Um, I've got two M2s. I've got uh, an M2 Black, which is super fast, responsive. And then I've got the regular blue M2, but I haven't hooked that one up yet. The hardest part, really, anytime you start a, a, like do a new computer build, is copying all the programs, oh, getting yeah. all the licenses installed. Turned out I had, but going through this, it was kind of cool. Because I've had somebody that uh, approached me with a drive that was not clicking. It was just lighting up, but not showing up, being identified. There are so many different ways you can go with that to try and get it repaired. It wasn't showing up at all in disk management. But I found out I had a copy of uh, a Cronus disk director. And I don't know if you guys have ever used that, but it's, you know, we, we know Acronis is making, you know, the cyber home software now, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a license for a disc director. I haven't used it in is a couple that, of years. Is that kind of like a, like a disc defragmenting software? It's a disc analyzer, disc, um, optimizer. Basically you can, you can do all kinds of stuff with it. And, you know, it's one of the, the high end programs that, uh, Acronis put out some years ago. So I went in and I found my, I found the license for it and I went ahead and installed it. And sure enough, I'm seeing the drive. And when it shows up, it shows up as a drive that's not been formatted. Now, this is a drive that was in use, a two terabyte external that was in use, and suddenly it just stopped being identified. And it's showing that the drive's not formatted. It's showing that it's uh, that it's there. It's not been um, uh, set up at all. So, you know, my my decision for this guy is to tell him, well, there's nothing really you can do because I can't do anything with this software um, and he was like, well, I, I heard things, uh, on the, on the web, you can open them up and, and uh, no, you don't want to do that. Once you do that, there's no guarantee you're going to get it back. So I'm, um, that's what I've been working on, but nonetheless, you know, getting all the, the passwords and everything set up, we should have our wirecast set up so that we will be doing video of this. All right. You know, we all have faces made for radio, but, uh, uh, except, well, hey, for, hey, hey, ex- hey. except for Sean. Mr. Handsome over there. Uh, oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Wow. Okay. All right. I see uh, what you're doing. Well, I mean, is... I've got the most hair. <laughs> Bro. And it's still dark. It's not white Bro. like mine. <laughs> yeah. You just also just had a baby. Give it three years. <laughs> yeah. Just three. You're giving him three? I'm giving him three, and he's going to oh, turn it's all, full I've gray. I've already got more grays in yeah. the last yeah. Seven uh, weeks, and I've I've had my lifetime. Yep. But how yep. is how is the little one, and how is good? Yeah, good. You know, so it's 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 been a transition, right? It's been he's sleeping better every night. Um, good. And we're transitioning. We're doing sleep transitioning from 
we were co-sleeping for a little bit just because he wasn't sleeping well. And now we're transitioning back into the bassinet, which is not <laughs> going super well. Yeah. So that's Dude, why I was late, that's why I was late tonight, right? So it was like he was I was carrying him around. So he got sleeping. He was sleeping good. Right. And you put him in there and he's like, yeah, I'm asleep. And then he like his eyes, there's their eyes just shoot open. And they're like, this this yep. is it. I'm awake again. And then yep. you start you start the whole sleeping process over again, the whole Whatever. Usually it's about when after Caitlin feeds him, it's usually a good 15 to 20 minutes of walking him around the house and he's out. So, but once he yeah. wakes back up, it's a whole not, it's rinse and repeat again. So let, let, um, me, let me tell you, let me tell you, my boy's five years old and he still co-sleeps from time to time. Yeah. No, that's, we, we enjoy co-sleeping. We, you know, because it allows us to both sleep. Oh, you won't. Once he gets older time. and he just kicking you in the face. <laughs> Um, yeah. but no, it's, it's been great. You know, it's, uh, it's been great. So, uh, I think it's great, uh, just from a, from a technology standpoint, the ability to take and send pictures and videos instantaneously to family members has, has been really great sharing them on yeah. uh, my cousin, you know, with my, with my cousins on Snapchat, um, and, uh, that, those types of things it, and it's, we've haven't run into too many issues, but I'm seeing it more and more with my friends and, and my family that are having kids that are setting digital boundaries. Yeah. And there it's hit or miss on family members that push back on the digital boundaries. So you say, I'm sending you these pictures. Don't post them online. Yeah. And some people give you attitude like, Oh, I want to share it. So all my friends can see it. Well, I don't want you to share it. So your friends can well, see that's it. not I want your kid you to have. It. Yeah. And so my parents have been great. Caitlin's parents have been great, but I've had some other friends whose parents have gone behind their backs and posted stuff or posted things without asking. Report them on Facebook and get their count banned. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> right. So it's, it's just, it's just a, it's a weird, you know, growing up for us, right. It was, there were, we had video cameras and we had still cameras and stuff like that, but we never yeah. had, the level of a digital, we didn't have zero, I had zero digital footprint, right? Zero. So it's weird to be in a position where we are the curators of Max's digital footprint. That's true. Right. We are his digital footprint right now. Yep. And it's weird to think that he has no say in what we do with his digital image right now. Right. I mean, that's, that's the whole point of being a kid, right? Your, your parents are your guardians until you're 18, but it's weird to think that as he grows up, how does our influence with technology affect the way he sees technology, well, the way he handles technology, the way he perceives technology? Uh, I mean, even just like, I mean, I know Justin has, has a five-year-old, right? And even even when, when Eric was born, right? I, I was, the technology has changed so much in that five years. How is, how, Justin, how have you seen it affect Eric as a kid? Well, okay, I can give you an ex- a perfect example. You know, uh, a couple, I think this is like a year, maybe a year and a half ago, uh, Eric was, it was taking a bath and, and Misa took a picture of him. Now the picture that she took didn't expose, it was a bubble bath. So it didn't expose any private areas, but she posted it on Facebook saying, you know, Hey, this is, you know, my kid and, you know, and he's having such a good time. And even Eric, you know, looked at that and he was like, don't post that. And he knew, he knew the concept of, of posting because yeah. he's like, and, I, and Misa was like, well, why, why do you not want to post this? And he was like, I don't want to show people me. 
You know, so like even at like at the time, what he's be like four, four years old, maybe he was like, I don't want people to see me like this. And so, you know, he already understood the concept, even though if he doesn't understand social media, he understood the concept of of taking a picture and then sharing it with your friends. He was like, no, that's me. That's, that's, yeah. that's private. You know, like as I don't cute want as that. it is, it it's it's him. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want that. And so I can I can totally understand where you're coming from is that, you know, as we progress in technology and the ability to, you know, share uh, uh, family private moments are are getting more increasingly well, public. It's it's like that same thing, Justin, when uh, we saw a few, well, not, maybe just like a year ago where people were taking images of people that had passed and were digitizing yeah. them. Uh, yeah. they're my hair oh, and, turn, and, and turning they, them into a live action thing, and right? not, and, and yeah, and turning it into a live action where they're turning their head and smiling. And these are people that have been dead for maybe 25, 30 years. But the hard part about that is not thinking. And we're in such a, I got to post that. I got to post that society, whether it be on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, snap, wherever. But, we, we forget that there are people that are going to see that, that it's going to have an effect on them, that yeah. it's going to hurt. Like, yeah. and this, we go through this every year uh, when, um, you know, my son passed away back in 2014. Every year, those pictures start getting posted by the relatives and it, it, it hurts. I had somebody, uh, Sean, call me here at the station because, you know, my, my uh, daughter had a, a son uh, and who's now what seven months old? And they called me wondering why I had not posted any pictures. And what kind of grandfather was I? Oh my gosh, really? And you know, I think they were kind of maybe just you know joking with me a little bit, saying, "Yeah, you know, you talked about your grandson on the radio, which I can do, but you never post a picture. What kind of grandfather are you?" And I I remember kind of laughing nervously at that because we did that. We set up the boundaries that were my daughter set them up. And basically said, we don't want pictures of him online. And I think that's absolutely 100% fair. Well, I, it's it's weird from a, from a societal standpoint. It's weird because it, the, 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 the niche part of the internet that allowed everybody an instant access to your life, right? Yeah. Everybody shared everything mm -hmm. because it was new, right? So everybody now has this expectation of, Oh, I'm going to see Sean's life events. I'm going to see when he gets engaged. I'm going to see when he gets married. I'm gonna, and and they did right. They oh, saw happy that, birthday, right? Sean! It's your birthday. Facebook told me right. it was your birthday. Yeah, right. So, all of a sudden now the curtains are getting pulled back, and you're now only seeing what people want you to see. And yeah. well, that way, well, hold on, hold on. I got to argue with that a little bit. All right, Th that that right there, you're only seeing what people want you to see. That has been the thing since the very beginning. People don't post, oh, hey, I just got in a massive argument with my wife and we're on the verge of a divorce. They used to. People, <laughs> I've seen people, those. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. But people don't really post that kind of stuff. Oh, I just got in a car accident and I'm fighting for my life in the hospital right now. People don't really post that kind of stuff. People post their curated lives on social media. And that is actually one of the reasons why, you know, I, I don't talk about them very much, but... My brother wanted to leave my friendship on social media because 
I was always posting the better parts of my life right. because that's what I wanted to share. And he was like, wow, you got this perfect life and I don't really care to see it anymore because I don't have that perfect life and I don't really care to see how good you're doing. And so people do that. They post their curated lives online. A friend of mine, Randy Archer, who is uh, who's in a band that plays here in town, um, was called a narcissist because he posts photos of himself and posts when the band's playing. But he's he's promoting what he does. It's what he loves yeah. to do. I post sh- stuff from Fox 11 or, or even here at the radio station. You know, am I a narcissist? Yeah, there might be some of that. But I was like, hey, this is what I love doing. So, sure. yeah. I, again, yeah, I'm posting what people want to see. What I want people to see, I don't want them to see my bad side. I didn't want to see them with my haircut the other day before I had the haircut with my hair that looked like Bozo. I wanted sure. them. Yeah. I, I would yeah. rather put on a good face forward. Yeah. No, going back to what Sean said, though. Go go continue. I'm sorry to interrupt, Sean, but yes. Oh, I, I just, you're seeing, right. So uh, I'll concede to Justin that people are, are giving them this this curated look on their life. I agree with that. But what you're seeing now is less and less where yeah. people were posting a lot more, a lot more intimate details that about their curated life, right? Yeah, true. But now you're seeing less. And I guess that's kind of what I was trying to make the point is you're seeing less of that. And so people are like, wait, how come you're not posting as much? How come I don't see as much? Where are your kids? Where's your family? Where's your wife, right? And fr- from my perspective, when I got rid of my Facebook, it was kind of a jarring thing for me because – we had people reaching out to Caitlin saying, Hey, what happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Why does it say you're no longer married? Why they, does it say you're interested in men? They think there's a problem in the relationship. Oh. Then. And, and then it's like, wait a minute. Well, why did it didn't say anything to Caitlin that that happened? It didn't say yeah. that John got. So, so once you deact, like, yeah. Once you deleted your account, it took her off of the, or it took you off of her profile saying that she was married to you. And, yep. and it, diverted back to her previous right. status update saying interested, in interested in men. Ah. That's kind of, you and know. in the short amount of time, maybe two or three weeks after I got rid of my Facebook, Caitlin began receiving targeted ads for <laughs> eHarmony, Match, oh my gosh. Tinder, all Oh those my things. God, really? It aggregated that data from Facebook, right? So yeah. it, it's just such, it's such a weird thing where it's like, so much of your life is tied in that even when you leave, it still comes back in a way that's like, well, it's I mean, just weird. That, that whole, that whole, uh, the, 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 the show, um, I can't remember if it's on Netflix or whatever it is, but oh, the, yeah. the social dilemma. Yeah. Great. It show. talks about how like once like there's that scene where the kid gets his phone taken away for, you know, for, for, for 72 hours or whatever it is. And, and the, the the algorithm quote unquote is portrayed by a human in the show but the algorithm's like hey he hasn't posted in 24 hours what should we do hey you know what he likes this send him an ad or 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 oh hey i know he likes this girl send her a quick status update telling her what she's doing and that that kind of draws him back into social media because that's its job is to keep you engaged in its platform I'm wondering, Sean, is there a, a point in time where you will feel more, I want to say, more easy about sharing photos 
online or do you think that really this you know, should be I, I the norm i don't know i, I think it's still going to just going to be curated by us like this is yeah. max this, this is what we want to share right i, I don't well, you send me think... snaps you send me snaps of him sometimes yeah, yeah but, but that's like, between friends like uh, right that's yeah not to the world i mean some people will will screenshot them and i'm okay with that right i'm not sending it i'm not necessarily doing it to my story where everybody on my feed sees it i'm i'm picking and choosing who i'm sending stuff to right so uh, the people I'm sending to, I trust that they're not going to post those online or share them with other people. Ooh, or like that. Ooh, yeah. Justin's been Sorry sharing about them. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a whole new Facebook page called Sean's Baby. Yeah, kind of got like a thousand members now. You are kidding me. I <laughs> hope kidding. you're kidding me. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to come you. through the, the pop you in the eyeball. <laughs> you, almost <laughs> said it too. you almost said a radio boo boo right there. <laughs> All right. But, we had you a- know, I. Go ahead. We got to take a break. Uh, we come back, though. I have got something new that I bought. I think it's pretty cool. It all ties into what I was going to talk about earlier with my build. But uh, we'll do that. And, and, and any closing thoughts, too, on, on how do you manage when you have a new child or some big event that has gone on? So we'll do that when we come back on Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin. Let me find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash tech talkers. We'll be right back. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Thanks for your help, and keep up the good work. you got a great show. So, just a couple closing thoughts on uh, my, from the last segment is how we manage sharing photos with family, right? So, yeah. we have a shared family Google Drive, mm-hmm. right? That is, we, I purchased the two terabyte family drive, right? So, this oh, is wow. where I store, this is, well, this is where I store all of my, my mom's side of the family archive, my dad's side of the family archive, Caitlin's side of the family archive, and all of my photos that I'm taking, right? So I think I'm using like 400, ter- 400 gigs right now or something yeah. of, of just across all the photos, across all that. But it, the, the family version of Google, Google, right? So I didn't even know we, there was one. That's kind of cool. So you can do a family sharing. So you can share all, you can share that data across your family plan. You can share up to five accounts. Mm-hmm. So for medical purposes, we, to create, an account for Max, we had to create an email so that he could become a proxy on Caitlin's account. Got oh, it. Wow. So yeah. Max already has an email address. That's okay. amazing. So I manage all of the purchases from Google and Apple for storage, right? Through my Google for through my Google and my Apple ID. Caitlin created the family account and shared with me and shared with Max's email, shared with my parents and shared. The only way to make a different Google account a parent of a child account, this is this just go to Google. It's it's so frustrating because when it I couldn't share it with him because I wasn't the parent because hmm. it's she made the she account and she made it as the per, she was the parent of Max's account, and so I was like, okay, I want to just. Make it so I can share it across all these accounts, the, the Google data across all these accounts. The only way to remove a child account and move it to another Google account is to delete the account. Oh, that's wow. That's oh, that's not good. So I can't go to I can't go to Google and I can't say I would like to move ownership of this child's account from Caitlin's email to my email, from Gmail to Gmail. Can't do it. You, it, it, you just not. It's not possible. Wow. And Google's own forums, their own troubleshooting tips say, yeah, you have to delete it and recreate the account and link it again. 
Wow. Wow. And so, when well, the wait, time, it's already timeline, an established account. It's already linked. Yeah. You can't, I can't delete it and then remake it because there's going to be a time period where that email is not available. Right. Right. So, what, plus your photos are in, in time order, right? So if correct. you did so, that, would it read the meta off of it and then still put them? You, you no, don't know. No idea. No idea. So hmm. thankfully, if an owner of a Google account that has, because I bought the two terabyte data plan on my Google account, but sure, I had to yeah. share it with Caitlin first and then go to her account and then share it to the other a couple accounts that I wanted to share with. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was very wow. confusing. So Google, if you're listening, <laughs> fix it, fix it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh boy. All right. So I did a build uh, and I finally got it done, got it hooked up. And what did I find out? I'm out of USB ports. <laughs> I don't know if, if you guys, I, my last yep. computer I had no problem. I had compute. I had USB ports on the top, in the middle. I had them on the back and I was fine. And, and now I'm like, uh, I use the Asus uh, 590 and I'm just out of, I'm out of ports. So yep. I went two routes. Uh, first route, this one is inexpensive. Well, kind of inexpensive. It's Sabrent and we've talked about them before. But it's a seven-port USB 3.0 hub with two fast-charging ports. So if you want to fast-charge your smartphones, you could do that. It fits on your desktop. It's very small, and it comes with a stand. But what some people do is they take it, and they put it under side, you know, upside down on their desk, hidden away, so they just mm -hmm. plug it into the front of it with the, with the, uh, the, the five USB ports the that are in the front for that. You are going to send me that, right? No, I bought this. Uh, this is mine. Why, do you need Aww. one? Do you need one too? Well, I kind of do because I have that brand new Surface Pro for work. Right. And I got this tiny little, uh, well, I guess it's kind of, it, well, it's a USB extension, but it also has HDMI, SD card, but it doesn't really work that well. And and, and again, I'm, I'm plugging it into the Surface Pro dock because again, the Surface Pro only has, only has two... Let's see, what is it? Yeah, two USB 3.0, USB-C ports. Right. So to have the dock allows me to have actual USB 2.0, if you will, or... Yeah. Well, actually, USB 3.0, but but USB-A type of uh, port. Right. So you're going to get five, that would be five cool. gigabits per second. But it's basically. not powered. But it's not powered. Mm, this, this one is powered. Yeah. This is powered. This is powered. Now, the nice thing about this, because it's USB 3.0, it was only... $32. Uh, and I was able to pick really? it up. Yeah. So, but I also, on the same breath, decided I wanted to put one inside. Now, I don't know if you have a, a available PCI Express port. I had I, one. I, I actually did buy a PCI Express USB expansion. But the thing is, is it requires a, a actual dedicated power right. adapter. Right. And I have not, I've put the PCI card in my computer, but I have not taken my tower down from its perch to connect the power supply to it. So I've had this PCI expansion slot probably for about a year now, and I've never, never used hooked it. it up to actual power. Yeah. So here, here's a question for both of you. If you look at your motherboards, is there an open header for USB 3? Um, because mine, at that no. point, you wouldn't have to use a PCIe Express slot. You could just buy a... USB but, back plate that fits in the back in that slot that just runs to the header. Right. Instead okay, of yes. wasting a PCI Express slot. And then it doesn't require but, power. 
Then it, no, no, it no, you... no, no, no. It does require power. If you want to have the ability to have the the, the fast speeds plus the charging, it has to have a dedicated no. power. No, because sure. okay, that sure. was if you're if you're looking for the fast uh, USB 3.0, I believe does up to uh, 20, 20, 20 amps. No, not twenty amps. No. Twenty volts. Twenty. I'd, I'd have 20 to look at it, but there's yeah. there's a specific voltage that it does. That it can do, but it can't do the fast charging because the powered ones obviously are powered and can have dedicated <laughs> yeah, I'm powered. power. Powered ones I'm are sorry. powered. Yes. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going back. I'm just, I'm going back to Sean's comment about the twenty. Your USB can do twenty amps. I'm like, so you're telling me that my USB port can run my refrigerator? <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. All right. So let me let me tell you though, Justin. This, so this one was thirty two dollars, right? This okay. this hub which goes in your desk. You can find it. It's from Sabrent, S-A-B-R-E-N-T. But I found a PCI Express card. I do have a slot. It's from a company called C&N, and it has three USB 3.2 slots, two USB-C slots, does not require power, and plugs directly into the PCI Express port and gets its power from there. And so I went ahead. I went ahead and installed that, so I can get up with the three point two. Does it? Yeah, I could get up. Does to, it really? Yes, I've already tested wow. it out. Get up to three point. Boy, get up to twenty gigabits per second on there, and that's again really? from a company called C and N. However, not cheap. That one with only three, and then the two USB thirty eight dollars. So well, that's not expensive. Not too bad, but I mean, so I wanted to kind of do both to see which which really worked out good. Sure. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use them all. I got so many USB ports now; they're just falling out of my ears. But wow. either way, uh, Samrit is one to look at, or C and N. You can find it Newegg. You can find it on Amazon. And again, thirty eight bucks, not too bad. So nice. I'm just happy I got that taken care of. Now I yeah. just, now I just got to figure out what else do I have to figure out now? I have to figure out more passwords and software programs to install. Yeah, right. It's just crazy. So, you, you, so you, the password yeah, program. You should check out one password. So, yeah. the USB C spec, right? So, if you're running USB C at three, USB 3.0, it can draw 1.5 amps. Okay. Okay. If you're running just the normal USB C, not the USB C, it's 900 milliamps. Okay. And that comes at, uh, well, using the USB C 20 volts. Uh, and I think it's probably between two and one. I would imagine two and one amp, like two two point zero and one point five amps if you're running the normal. I've okay. seen some really cool USB hubs that are powered. Uh, there's one out there. I think it's got like seventeen, sixteen ports, something like that on there. But they're USB two point So again, mm. don't cut. You know, don't sell yourself short. If you really want to get the throughput, and you've got external devices that are USB three three point one. Um, get that type of device, and you'll you'll be a lot happier. Awesome. So I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, what else have you been working on? I mean, that's that's been the extent of my week is reinstalling and installing. I have just been working, 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 working. Yeah. Yeah, it's same for me. You know, we've done so like because we're at the end of the school year, right? So we're at the end of our spring sports. So we hosted the women's. Uh, ACC national championships. Right. So la- the couple week of as the recording of the show it was last weekend. Right. We did six lacrosse games in three days. Wow. Oh wow. That all that all aired on the ACC network. 
Okay. And then we had a couple baseball games and some other lacrosse games that were on ESPN two and other ACC network stuff. And now we're done with sports for a minute, but now it's all commencement. Oh, that's right. Commencement, commencement, commencement. We're, we're, do, we're doing Saturday, this coming Saturday, we are doing 19 separate events on Saturday. 19. Wow. wow. Do they Between, ever have special we, guests like Rudy show up? You know, uh, oh, you know they, they so so root, that's a sore topic around our name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But usually they haven't announced it yet. But normally, the first year of a presidency, the president comes and speaks at the commencement, right? Right. right. So, but COVID was during Biden's first year, so he didn't come. So, it's rumored that Kamala Harris may come, but there's usually some sort of you know, keynote speaker at the graduation, but they don't, they always kind of keep it tight lipped until it actually happens. So we don't, we don't know. But. Wow. Mm. That's still pretty good. And then did you have anything to do with that Garth Brooks show? So somewhat, right. So because he performed in the stadium <laughs> and we control the video board and the video ribbons around right. the stadium, we had to make sure that the content, the like the emergency messaging content was available. So that if there was an emergency that the board could get turned on and played stuff. But the cool thing was is that during, because we're partnered with NBC, they showed the Kentucky Derby on the video board in the bowl. Oh, wow. That's, wow. that's different. Wow. So we were standing, me and my friend Steve, who came down to go to the show, we were standing in the bowl, just kind of waiting and checking, you know, enjoying the crowd and kind of stuff. And they, all of a sudden, they're here. Hey, here's the start of the Kentucky Derby on the video board. Everybody's, it's just the crowd's getting into it. It was wild. <laughs> That's um, a trip. I, I sent that it as a snap, comeback, so by the way. Holy on, cow. Yeah, that if you put, I mean, 80 to, 80 to 1 odds, man, that's insane. But yeah. yeah, so that was cool. But just being there for to support that. But then once the show started, uh, I got out of there. Like I just stayed for one, crazy. one or two songs and then got out of there before I had to fight the traffic. Because Wait, What we, did you say, though? It re registered as an earthquake? Yeah, the, the show he did in Baton Rouge, he did a show It registered like a two-point-something earthquake with all the people excited and dancing wow. and the music. he can still pull those crowds. Yeah, still can. All right, we're going to take another well, quick break. I, I've got a website of the week for you if you well, want to play a game. I've got even better. All right, we'll do that when we come back with Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Send us a tweet at Tech Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Bless you. <laughs> no, I tried to hold it. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. So I've actually had something happen with my home that has to, re has to do with technology recently. Yeah. Uh, we have a tankless water heater in our house, and it was installed by the builder. However, it is not a good quality uh, tankless water heater. And how, it's how, old your, for how old is your place? Uh, six years. That's not that so old. It's it's not that old. But now it's coming to the point where we turn on the hot water and it's 50-50 whether or not we get hot water or Ooh, whether or not the water heater has thrown an error code, which means I have to go reset the breaker and then hope yeah. that it comes back on. So uh, yesterday, uh, I actually called out the local plumbing service and I said, look, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of dealing with it. I don't want this anymore. I want a new water heater. But I also want something that does whole home hot water circulation because especially in the winter and again we're up in in, in colorado so during yeah. the winter it gets cold and in the upstairs 
So two floors above the, where the water heater sits, it can take up to five minutes to get hot water. Oh, that's not good. And yeah. so it's it's a waste of water. So I said, I want a, I want a whole home water recirculation unit. So it's instant hot water. And I would also like to have a mineral filter put in so it can get rid of all the hot, the, the hard minerals. Lord, it all. So after talking to the plumbers, we decided on getting a new water heater. Take a guess how much it cost us. Well, I, I, you know, the day I closed on my home here, the next day my water heater went out. It was uh, two grand. Okay, two grand. Yeah. Sean, what is your guess? I had a friend replace theirs not too long ago. It was about 8500 bucks. I think. Whoa, really? Okay, 8500 $8, Okay, so we dropped $14,000. What? Yeah, yeah. For fourteen grand, they better have somebody that comes out and scrubs that's me down too. That's more than my camp. That's more than my camper costs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yes, the but heck? it is also top is top of the line. It is uh, Navion, which is a Japanese company. Now it has no relation to my wife being Japanese. It just happens to be a Japanese company. But it is the top of the line residential unit where the the Renai unit that I had before only puts out four gallons of hot water per minute. This one puts out twelve gallons per minute of hot water. Also has a complete whole home hot water recirculation system so it's it's instant hot water the moment you turn it on and it has the hard mineral filtration system so that way it gets rid of all that mil- the filtration so that retails for about 10,000 but then we add on the extras plus the parts and labor insulation it came to a total of $14,000 wow. man i thought mine mine was pretty stacked. well also everything is more expensive now because of the part shortage yeah. and the and all that stuff so yeah, everything. I, like I was talking to the plumber, he was like, "Man, two years ago, this thing was at twelve thousand dollars, yeah. and now it's at fourteen. So wow. yeah, mine's not mine, mine, mine's not a tankless. So I don't know. Like honestly, I have no idea what that is. Tankless. Well, tankless just means it's on demand. So the moment you fire on your hot water, the the ignition system kicks in and it starts heating the water as it goes through the pipes. Got it. So All right. so you've got that inst- Well, not instant, but you've got that on demand, and it's always going to happen so you never run out of hot water you could run that hot water for 24 hours a day and it's still going to give you hot water because it's constantly heating it but with a tank system you only get a certain amount of water before it it stops and then you have to refill it and boil it back up so the tankless is a constant hot water however it's not instant but having that recirculation pump makes it instant remember i'm in arizona the water's yeah, always you boiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You turn on the cold water, your water is hot as mine. It is. Hot water, so, it gets yeah. like that. All right, real yeah. quick website of the week. It's a lot of fun. You can have a good time with it. You go to golddigger.frvr.com. It's a game you it's play. It's addicting. It is. You, you're playing yeah. it, right? So you play. Yeah, I've been playing it, it this whole time. I wasn't even really paying it's, attention. It's like a little minor, and he has to go downstairs and break rocks. and It's just a fun game to play it's on like your Dig desktop. Dug. It's like, like, like dig, dig that's what I it was is thinking. Very, it's exact. Yeah, it's just it's it's addicting, and I'm already a couple levels in, and I'm blowing stuff up, and there's, there's <laughs> yeah, actually strategy and how you drop the rocks, and yeah, it's pretty you, cool. You can upgrade your your dude's got a nice look looking beard going there, and yep, a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> All right. Gold, oh, dig- I might have just died. Golddigger.frvr.com. You can play right there from your desktop. Nothing to download. It's free. It uh, seems like it's a lot of fun. All right, that's yeah. it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin. Let me find us on the web at techtalkradio.com. Have yourselves a great week.